Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. All right. What's happening, dude? Man, I tell you what. I tell you what's happening. What's happening? I'm outnumbered. Are you? I am. I'm outnumbered. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable right now. Like, I knew this day would happen. See, this is the thing. I had a nightmare like this one time. It's just me and Richard against the world right now right. because there's wagon people all in the studio. We got a couple special wagon guests. Not are we just talking about Odd Rod, which is the size of two normal wagon people, but then we have two more wagon people over here on my left. I'm like, I'm in a wagon sandwich. Yeah. Well, it's like, I guess it would be technically a Rob sandwich and wagon bread. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like the sesame seed bun or something. You know what I'm saying. But anyway, we got some special wagon guests. We're talking wagons this week on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. That's right. If you got kids or groceries or whatever else you do with a station wagon. Four by eight plywood. Beautiful women. <laughs> that's, your, that's your favorite thing to say about a station wagon. Is you can, I can haul a four by eight sheet of plywood. Yeah, I can. I can haul one in a C4 Corvette if I got a skill saw. <laughs> Just saying, well, the my, perfect car. Mine will get to where it's at intact and without being in the weather. I could get there faster. Debatable. Depending on the wagon, I'll give you that. De- debatable. In stock form. Mm, debatable. In stock form? Uh, depending on depending on the C4 vet. I would take an 85 TPI C5, C4 vet over any production station wagon, not a SRT or CTSV. Oh, why you got to rule them out? Okay, against my ZR1 Corvette, then. We'll put them back in. All right. <laughs> I'll take that. I love it. <laughs> and you see, this is just a little insight of what it's like when the mics are off. <laughs> Me and Odd fight like little brothers, like little kids, back and forth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty Your <much>. mama. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Your mom, by the way. Yeah. Back at you. <laughs> so are you going to be nice enough to introduce our guests? I am going to introduce our guests all the way from North Carolina. We've got Michael. And now Michael, I noticed when I came in the studio, he is driving a Woody station wagon on steel wheels with moon caps. I mean, this guy, I was ready for him to be holding a surfboard. and Like, he's that guy. He looks like the wagon man. Yeah. He is. He's the wagon man. But now Chris, on the other hand, who's our other wagon guest, see, he kind of throws you for a little curveball because he comes walking in here like Jimmy Buffett. And like, like he's kind of like Panama Jack. Well, at least he's got a shirt anyway. And like, I'm just waiting for you to like have a parrot in one of those hats. You know, he's got one of the hats. He's got the hat. He's got the hat. Do, do you have the parrot? Did he die? He flew off. That's why you keep the windows up. But so we got Chris, and Chris is a serious station fanatic, station wagon fanatic too. So, you've got a Buick Roadmaster station wagon, and I've seen you today driving up the studio in a Dodge Magnum RT station wagon. RT, it's a Hemi Power, man. Hemi Hemi Power. Do not forget the Hemi. So, that's your daily. That's my daily. And you've got another station wagon, too, right? Yeah, the Buick Roadmaster. We have a Subaru Outback, too. That's the wife's. So, so this is a family affair. Right, but the Buick Roadmaster, that's the fun car. That's the fun car. Now, this Buick, guys... 
I want to describe this thing to you now. It's dark green, gray, metallic. So it's whichever way you're looking at it, it looks a little green, looks a little gray. It's dark, and it's metallic. Yes. Hence the color. But the thing that's cool about it is the burl <laughs> the down worst, the side. That was the worst description ever of that color. It is green, gray, <laughs> metallic. But now the wood grain down the side of it now. That's a little bit custom. It is very custom. And now we're going to go back to Odd Rod here yes. because he's the vinyl expert. Oh, he yeah. can tell us all about it. Oh, I cannot tell you the name of that wood anymore, but it's the same thing they use on cellos. Actually. It's cello wood. And now, why would we be using cello-style wood for the wood grain design? Well, it's, yeah, it's a type of rosewood, and we're doing that because I'm a cellist, a musician. That's what got me in the station wagons in the beginning. And for everybody that doesn't know what a cello is, basically, it's like a big guitar. Yeah, but, but like it a violin. Up, like a violin. Yeah, it's a, it's a sit-down violin. Right. It's the a, bass, it's, you stand up. The cello, you sit down. That's why I picked the cello. It's a sit-down. Smart it's, man. It's <laughs> Sit down violin. Oh, yeah. I love it. So, this guy's a professional cello player and he rocks station wagons. But what got you into station wagons? Well, you could, well, me, I was the guy that needed to haul around my music, you know, musical friends, and we didn't have a minivan. Yeah, because that's not cool. So, right. we've got station wagons. Exactly. But then it kind of like, instead of being, you know, utility, it's kind of gotten into like your blood. Like, that's oh, your yeah. thing. That's my thing. Chris, like, Chris, how many wagons have you owned? Well, them? okay. So, I was counting today. Uh, this what I have right now. I'm up to 19. It, the 19 wagons I've owned. Station and I'm 39. Wagons. So my driving mm. career is not that long. But I've had 19. 19. 19. I feel like Edward Rooney. 19, 19. times. Yeah. 19 station wagons. Right. That is insane. The majority have been uh, the you know 91 and 96 B bodies, but I've had others too. I, I've, I've had two, and I thought I was like just getting out. There. I had two, and I was getting ready to send him with somebody. And you've had 19. I've had 19. So where did it start? Another one to add to the prayer list. Where no, I mean it, it. It started out with my my dad. He had like a early '80s Caprice wagon that I loved to drive. Wood grain. When I had it, I'd flip the uh, carburetor lid upside down, <laughs> and then I'd cruise that sucker hard. Okay. Yeah. Kentucky. So it see, just got in my blood. See, see now, when I was little, my parents also had a '80s Caprice station wagon, and I hated it. What? I had to ride in the back. But that's the best part. You roll well, the now it down, is. You breathe the exhaust in. I mean, it makes you feel so good and lightheaded. <laughs> that's I know. not why it makes you feel good. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. no I, I mean, I did hate it as a little kid. Now I wish I could ride in the third row of mine. You can. You can. You can. Well, I'm we not can, letting we anybody. Can, we can put you back there. I'm yeah. not letting anybody else drive mine. So. Well, you can just park in the driveway and just sit back there and freak people out. <laughs> There's people good. walking by. But yeah, all the reasons growing up that I had the station wagon is why I like it now. Yeah, it's different. I mean, I'm glad that you brought us here to help fight the stigmatism of wagon owners. Like you're giving you us didn't a shot. dress in a good way to fight that. Actually, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You you came up here. <laughs> you dress like you own a wagon. Well, he's mean? not. No, he's not dressed like he owns a wagon. He's dressed like he owns a surfboard shop. But you know, it's it's different. <laughs> it's that, that confidence swagger. That a there's nothing. You, there's it, nothing. It, there. People can hear this. Yeah, owning a wagon it makes you confident, attractive. I mean, I'm married. Uh, okay. You know what? You checked all those cats. boxes, and I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You Chris, you're a good looking guy. Thank you're fine. You, I appreciate that. I rest my case. Well, I'm sliding on. out of the way. All just right. say he just said it makes you good looking. I'm married. I, I get no I get no complaints in the looks department. Right. So I mean, and look at Michael. He rolled up in the same same color wagons. Exactly. Line. This guy right this here. Guy right here He's got a killer beard. He does have his beard game. I'm a little jelly. I ain't gonna lie. He's got all things going for him. He did, and I mean, and he's wearing flannel too. And he's wearing flannel too. And, he owns and it's only it's only eighty degrees outside. 
He owns a gas station, so it's a perfect reason. You have a car wash, gas station, laundromat? It's the perfect thing to have a station wagon for. You can afford the gas for the station wagon if you own a gas station. You're somebody's one-stop and shop. (laughs) I'm telling you, I mean, it's just like gas station, laundromat, stud farms, all this is. Well, think about it. If you own a laundromat and you got to have somewhere to haul all this laundry... So and you get, you gotta have gas for it. So you no. If you, you own the laundromat, you're not hauling the laundry. Other people are hauling their laundry there. Well, I mean, you need to show them how it's done with the wagon. With the wagon. I mean, I guess it looks good sitting out in front of the place, though. It, it does. It's uh, it's kind of. Uh, I usually don't drive these wagons to work. So what's your daily? So you, so you're not hardcore like Chris is. My my daily driver. Is a 2015 Hyundai Santa Fe. Oh, why'd you? See, he wants to make it. So work. now he's rocking an SUV. Yeah, which a crossover. is a crossover. That's and right. now, and we're going to get into that here in the next segment too. We're going to talk about the history of station wagons. We're going to school you guys today in station wagons. I've learned things about station wagons in the last two days that I probably will never use in my life. This information, but oh, it's there neither. now. I'm, I won't neither. And, and I you know what, wagon. Richard. Yes. We got Richard, our hot rods and happy hour financial analyst in the studio. I'm going to need you, brother, because I want to tell you something. Like, I'm I'm usually cool doing these kind of interviews, and I can talk to anybody. There's a lot of wagon people in here. There are a lot of wagon people in here, indeed. So I'm going to, I'm going to need you, Richard, because right. usually I would rely on odd rod. I can see Richard in a right wagon. I'm here, but I, I don't know what kind of wagon trivia I'm going to have where these three gentlemen that are all staring at me right now don't. But you know what? I put every time I'm going to put my money on Richard. He's my numbers guy. Thanks for that. That's what I'm screaming, guys. Well, I'll tell you what. Get ready. We're going to load up the wagons, no pun intended, and we're talking nice. all about them right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Uh, 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. What's happening, dude? I'll tell you what's happening. It's all these station wagons. Station wagons happening. I'm telling you, I mean, it's, it's, it's got me a little tense over here. I'm shaking. I well, feel like I should have took a nerve pill or something. You might cross over one day and become... Your dad had station wagons. How have you not? He had a... He had two station wagons. Yeah, he did have two. He had two. He had a 60, 60 Chevrolet station wagon, and he had a 55 Safari. But... Both pretty cool station wagons, I'm going to say. He is bipolar in my defense. I think you are too. I, I can't wait till one day you come rolling up in a Malibu wagon or something. I don't think I can do it, man. I just, I, I, I don't. I mean, like, I like them. I, mean, I have nothing against. See, I all, love giving people a hard time, but I have nothing against. All them, you I, have to do, you got the blonde hair. All you have to do is just instead of stopping with it spiked up, you just slick it on back a little bit further. You got the shop shirt thing going. Put a couple extra holes in your blue jeans, and you're good to go. Throw a surfboard up top. I can't even swim. Now hang on, look in the parking lot. In the parking lot, you were just—we were talking about sleeper wagons. And, no, you and said I'm with you. You were not against having a K car. That would be no. I said like it a, would be cool. SRT I say a four. lot of crazy things in the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> he I mean, did say something about how cool right. it would be it to would have be, a K car wagon. I did. Wagon. I, did. I said it would be cool. Four engine swap. Exactly. All that's cool. Thank you, Chris. In someone else's driveway. Thank you, Chris, for. Bringing I'm that just up. saying, my neighbors talk enough as it is. I don't need station wagons there too. Okay, we don't need those problems. So, so right what now. you're saying is, not only are you a Chrysler guy, but you're a K car guy on top of that. Which there's nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> but but like I said, I ain't saying ain't nothing wrong with that. I love my K car. No, yeah. there's nothing. This that's something. That's a statement you're not going to hear very. You often. You won't hear that one often. You're well, right. most of the time, sometimes I want to want to run over the monster truck. But, you have a K car. 
Yes, I do. Uh, is that a tarmac? Don't God Almighty. Yeah, I mean, these these, these K car guys. I own a K car though. Yeah, yeah, usually it's probably wouldn't bring that up. I don't know. Good. Rob did pretty good, good with an escort. You had a yeah. wagon. Yeah, I, actually, you know what? I did have a you station wagon. You did have wagon. a station wagon, yeah. Yeah, that, that is. Escort that is. wagon? I actually had an escort station wagon, and I promise you, driving that, you will need one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be paying for it. Just throwing that out there. The uh, the funny thing was, this is back when I was selling cars, and I used to go to the auctions and buy these cars. And I, my big thing was these charity auctions, like the cancer auctions and the kidney foundations and stuff like that. And these people would donate cars all the time, and they were really nice cars. And I bought a 95 Ford Escort station wagon, teal green, five-speed, 1.9 liter with 90,000 miles on it, and I bought it for $200. It was perfect. I had a bright red custom Corvette, a 1980 Corvette that's been flared and cut every way but loose, tucking 20s, sitting in the garage, and I rocked that Escort station wagon. Because, I mean, I bought it, it had a full tank of gas, and the joke was I would never sell a car with a full tank of gas. Like, I would drive it out of it. Three months later, I was still driving it. <laughs> like, it's just peppy, you know? Like I put all my stuff in it. I didn't really care where I parked it. It right. was like, it had cold air. So like, look, I kind of liked it. Robert, right, let me tell you something. You can't see his face because he's turned, but, like, he's talking about this wagon. His, his it, And there's excitement. I'm telling you, he's smiling. Everybody smiles look, when they drive a wagon. Don't fight it. Don't yeah, fight it. Go man, back you to guys how might that be, escort wagon made you feel. Yeah, then I sold it to a guy that lives in Minnesota. So it, it, he wrote a great, but it, the funny story. You the, know, I don't see smiles like that in your face when you hop in the Malibu. Right. Nah, no, 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 Very no, no. Very no, no. serious look when you do that. <laughs> I don't. Richard, yeah, yeah, you get the serious look on your face like you mean business. Rich, Richard's over here shaking his head like, don't do it. Don't do, yeah. fight it. Please don't compare the Malibu to a 95 Ford Escort station wagon. <laughs> exactly. He said, Richard said, I'm trying to stay quiet, but now it's just going too far. I'll tell you a funny story. I had a, I had a 95 Ford Escort wagon also that we used around the uh, stores that my family owns. We used for a company car. Yeah. And it was teal green. It was an automatic. And we kept it for, we had it from like 1995 to about 98 or so. And uh, that was a great little car. And it was a good car. I mean, and it, from A to B, I mean, was it the sexiest vehicle in the world? Not even close. <laughs> but but far as just a, just a good little car. And that, I think that was my thing with it. It was just like, I started driving it. Like, I would go out on dates in this thing. And, like, no, you like, wouldn't. Like, like, you would go. I did. <laughs> you ain't picking up no girl in that. Maybe you don't know Rob Pitts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just throw that out there. But this is, <laughs> I love it. That puts joy in my heart. But this was the thing. Like, I'd come pick it up and like, where's your vet at? I'm like, yeah, I thought I'd seen some clouds out, so I thought I'd drive this baby instead. Uh, did she ever turn and walk away? No, she didn't. Exactly. It's getting exactly. a foot gas pedal put on it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I thought you so said I you had a hemi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a footprint gas pedal installed. But, but, you know, it was a great car. But the funny part is how I sold this car. I sold it on eBay and... You won't do that again. That, that, no, you, exactly. <laughs> but uh, the thing that was funny is I put it on eBay and I sold the car. For, it sold for like twelve hundred bucks. You know, I mean, and I drove it for six months, and I, I mean, like I had nothing in it at this point. And the guy that won the auction lived in Minnesota, and I'm thinking to myself, "You just bought a twelve hundred dollar car, and you live three days away." He rode a Greyhound bus three days <laughs> to pay me twelve one hundred dollar bills yep. for this escort. I want to tell you something. 
if he would have gave me an escort, I wouldn't ride a Greyhound bus for three days to get it. <laughs> it's because it was a wagon. I get, that might have been it. It's a special and ride. he actually called me when he got back to Minnesota with it. And he was bragging about how good of a car it was. Right. And I'm like, that's all I sell. I mean, I have sold wagons. I had one guy fly, at the time living in Louisville, Kentucky, sold uh, 95 Buick Roadmaster, surprise. He flew from, <laughs> uh, from like, Los Angeles with cash strapped to his thigh. <laughs> that's no joke. <laughs> Met him in the parking lot of the airport. Unstrapped that cash, gave it to me, drove was all Was it the way sweaty back. cash? Uh, it was warm, but it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it still spins. Yeah, it still spins. It's still good. It's okay. Just I let it air out. It's good. Wagon with it, so it's okay. <laughs> passed it around. See, Chris is the exact reason I have a wagon because I seen his uh, uh, auto fair one time. Yeah. So yeah. you're the responsible for this for Betty White. Well, yeah. you're, well, the original White. the black one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I bought it first. But yeah, you're, you're the reason why. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It was your fault. The wagons are, Chris is quickly blood. Chris is quickly becoming that guy your parents warned you about not hanging oh, yes. out with. I see it. Yeah, he brings uh, you over to the dark side. Yeah, like you don't need to be hanging out with him. Do you know my, how many thousands of dollars I've spent because of him? I want to tell you something. Chris is a lot like the the guy that introduced me to my first wife. My dad always hated him. My dad's like, you don't need to hang out with him. He's trouble. And I'm like, no, dad, why? And then five years later, when I'm divorced, I'm like, okay, I see it now. But anyway, that's a valid point. I'm just throwing that out there. But no, I mean, yeah, Chris, uh, Chris's wagon—it's a gorgeous car. It man. is a beautiful wagon, and we're going to talk a little more in detail on that one too, because that, that car deserves some airtime. It actually does, but yeah, he—he's uh, the reason I went out and made that commitment. We're wagon wacky. About twenty-five thousand dollars later, here I am. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Yeah, I know. Tell it to my wife. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I, I just wanted to give her someone to blame. That's right. That's right. Guys, I'll tell you what. You can't blame us because we're going to take this commercial break and give you a break. All right. Stay tuned. We're talking wagons right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. It's Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. What's happening, dude? Oh, man. Just hanging out here with all these wagon folks. We're going to do a quick roll call right quick. We've got Richard, Hot Rods and Happy Hour's financial analyst slash numbers guru in the house. What's happening in Upstate? And the only friend I have right now in the room. <laughs> and then we have, we've got Chris and we've got Michael who are wagon owners and wagon aficionados. Yes. Wagon people. Wagon people. Hey. You got to throw your radio it's, voice it's in pe- there. It's good people. Yes. The, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying they're bad people. I mean, you hang out with me. I do. I mean, yeah. I question it, but you know what people. I'm saying. The wagon people are good people. You they go are a car good people. Show, look, you go to a car show, and you see, like, I'm not trying to stereotype you. I know you got the Malibu. You're kind of the classic muscle car guy. Right. You all fit a mold. You see the wagon people. We're over on the fringe. We've got the barbecue grill. We're chilling. Because we you got room out. for that We're kind of stuff. Exactly. The We're slip and slide. We have a little swap meet going on in the back of our cars. A kiddie pool full of, like, jello. Oh, things yeah. like oh, that. Uh, there is jello shots. There's That's always the case. Liquid. I'm going to start hanging out with the wagon people. You all right. Start <laughs> hanging out with so wagons. here's the deal. Okay. The only the only wagon fest I've ever got to go to down in uh down in Daytona, which you you which just got just came back from, just came yeah. back from. Um, Every we do it at the the spring turkey run, and we're we're part of the show, and yet we're not part of the show. We so, right so. outside <laughs> the gate. <laughs> we are the, the party outside of the party. Yes. Well, well, the time I was there, we were on the infield. We we're with everybody else. We we're just away from everybody right. else. 
Right. And you don't don't go over wagon. there. Yeah. You don't. brought a pickup truck. I brought I brought and, and won an award you. too. Yes, and you won an award for non body yeah. <laughs> or for non wagon, non wagon. But um, so so what hotel did we stay at down there, or will you guys stay there? It's the Best Western. We shared it with the Jehovah's Witness. Yes. See, this that's, year that's it what was I was a getting at. Different. It wasn't Jehovah's it, Witness. It was the uh, transgender. Dan- it was honestly transgender dance association. You cannot make this up. I'm not making it. up. I am so. That's mad. a thing. Right. So I am like so sign, mad. You know, I it says Welcome Wagon Fest and Jehovah's Witness, or Welcome Wagon Fest and Transgender Dance Society, like. We always have a great crowd. You know? <laughs> that, that's a party. It's yeah, definitely it's an is, interesting bunch. I am so mad. I missed this year, actually. I, I am terribly... I, you know what? I need to start planning my trips to Wagon Fest as to who's the other guest in the hotel that I'll week. be honest with you. I think I'm feeling pretty good about missing it. How about you, Richard? <laughs> well... We all knew I do love transgender people and Jehovah's Witnesses. But, um, <laughs> they could probably... probably Probably okay with missing now, that Now, they have other wagon fests around town. You know, there's one in upstate New York every year, and also the International Station Wagon Convention. That's a group in the United States. International. International. So we've got them. There's some from Canada. Oh, yeah. Hey. Canada. We're not coming across the pond. Right, 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 right. But they, they meet every year. This year, they're going to meet up in Ohio. They were in Asheville. A couple it was of in years. Asheville in 2016, and it probably had about a turnout of around uh, – Around fifty cars, and uh, there was uh, there was some, there was some people that drove down from Canada, upstate New York to Midwest, and uh, like it was. And, uh, and these were all kinds of wagons. Yes, all yes, years. Yes. Not certain B bodies or anything. These no. are all brands. That's that's. that's and I live ten miles from the venue, so I was able to get all three Mustache wagons to the show. That's what I'm. That's participation, yo. See, I want. I have a dream of actually putting on a wagon fest locally here, like at Greenville Pickens Speedway or something like that. You could do it. Oh, I know. There, there's been an influx lately of more station wagons. I don't know if you've noticed. There's a lot of sick people in this town. No, there's a, there's a turnover in the wagon owners. Now, there people is. That, you know, around my age or so, we're just like, we're tired of the minivans. We're tired of the <clears throat> crossovers, which, let's just be honest, it's, it's, it's a wagon. It's a high-roof wagon. A high, you're right. So we're kind of going back to what we enjoyed as a child, which were, you know, the pre-minivan, like the cool station wagon, the way-back seat. Come on, why are you laughing? I feel like I'm in the damn tw- Twilight Zone, Richard. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> I mean, it's just like... Doo, 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 doo. It's not that bad. It's, it's, it, no, 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 I'm sure it isn't on your side. Just, I, mean, I mean, like, think about it. I mean, how many of your car show people throw, you know, show up with a big cooler in the back full of cold beverages? Let's wagon people do that. We do that. Yeah, we do that. You bring snacks. And we, we did show up and bring, like, eight of our friends, and they could all have seatbelts on safely. Yeah, nine actually. See, it's oh, nine yeah, coming. Well, that certainly makes it cooler. That's yeah. it. I'm, I know I'm stretching a little bit. Here, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it, but, yeah. but, but the, the booth, history, the, the booth thing don't even have seat belts in it. You know, like. Well, people didn't die in '65 of car wrecks. No, no, no. Everybody died in a car wreck in '65. That <laughs> yeah, was the trick. Yeah, yeah, was, you had to die like a man. Year, so. That's a bad year. No, it was car. But you don't remember as a kid, you know, sitting in the back of the station wagon. Oh, I remember it. I, I love being in the back of the station wagon without the seat just sliding around. Dad would take a corner. I'd get to, like, roll to the other side. Oh, and, you'd kiss the glass. Right. And, and yeah. puppet shows for the people behind you in a drive-thru <laughs> as a kid. You, know, we had little sock you is, could flip this, them off. This yeah. isn't helping the wagon image. I'm going to fade on a little seat. You may be hurting it just a touch. I'm sorry. You were going to talk about history of wagons. Yeah, we were talking about the history of wagons. And you know, and the thing is, you got to think about it. And, and I've learned a lot about them. And, I, and I've been around station wagons, and I give these guys a hard time. 
But station wagons are kind of cool. And <laughs> they're um, neat. And uh, You're smiling. They are cool. They you and they, they they, you know insides. what? I'll be honest they with you. No, 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 no. Stay away from my insides first. Second, <laughs> the uh, no station wagons are cool and they're a lot of fun. But where did they come from? What was the original use? And if you Google, where did station wagons come from? They were actually originally used at train stations. They were called depot hacks. Right. Well, they were called hacks. Hacks. Because the depot, you know, carriage would come like to the train. Everybody travel by train and taxi would come. So they needed to hack the back right. to put the luggage. Exactly. Yeah. And since and then of course the term kind of switched over to a station wagon, hence train station wagon. And then it kind of split off though because then you had the SUV, the larger panel vans and things like that. Yep. And you had the station wagons, which were more light utility and family use, so they kind of wide off. One went with the truck platform, one went car-wise. So they split off. And then from there, every manufacturer made a station wagon. Everybody had a station wagon model, virtually. I was thinking about it. I don't think Studebaker ever made a station wagon. I don't think so. I never saw one. But Not till the early 50s. Did they, did, did they make a like a bullet-nose-style station wagon? Uh, I, I can't remember if they did a bullet nose style station wagon, but after they did their uh, restyle around 1953-54, they did a station wagon Studebaker all the way up until uh, the early 60s. They were really? all steel. They were not wood. They right. were all steel cars. Well, I mean, I think about it, none of your woodies were technically, I mean, other than a, a fascia on there. I mean, because, and then, of course, your GMs and all that was the tin woodies. Well, the really early station wagons from Depot Hacks. So yeah, no, that was wood. That was wood real bodies. wood, yeah. And up till past World War II, a lot of them would have a all-wood body. Yeah. Well, boy, and you know they, they were, didn't have crash testing back then. Yeah, thank goodness you got splintered up. And, uh, they, but the uh, thing was, those cars were incredibly expensive to manufacture. They were very labor-intensive to maintain. Well, they're gorgeous. They're works of they're art, gorgeous. and they were all they had different. Varnished wood every year. You know, had to, there was a lot of maintenance involved, and a lot of times they were the most expensive car in the car makers' lineup. Mm-hmm. Because well, we got to think about it. Look, it went went to wood, but then once they went to all steel, you know, in the late after World War II, it. Uh, it, well, it brought the price down, and you can actually the mass down. produce these yeah, things. Yeah, that they needed yeah. to mass produce. I mean, because during up until World War II, and even during the war, most wagons were just like commercial vehicles. That's like a rule, we you know. But and like you had your woodies and things like that. But can you imagine? Well, like, in, in 1935, General Motors did their first suburban, which they considered a wagon at the time, just on the truck platform. Right, but it's, that uh, was your first civilian. But that was quickly halted due to World War II. Exactly. Right. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. You know, World War II started in, well, 1943, technically, 42. Or 42. Yeah, 42. 42 was actually the last model year for GM cars till 46. But the thing that's crazy about that, though, is we're talking about the wood. And you got to think about the different temperatures and where these cars are, too, also affect that. Could you imagine the door shutting? <laughs> like, because, you know, wood swells. I mean, and so one day you might not be able to get your door open. Yeah. The other day you during might not the, get it to shut. During the winter, it may not open. It's probably not a very user-friendly automobile for real-world situations like that. But then in the 50s, everybody loved that iconic wood styling. Right. But they've got it in basically a veneer. Yeah, it's a veneer. Yeah, yeah. And then the woody boom was taking off. I mean, we're mass-producing these bad boys. Mm-hmm. And though now I want to tell you something that I love is the tin woodies and the paintwork to replicate this wood. That, that, that was, yeah, that was That's beautiful. gorgeous yeah. because 
I mean, I'll be honest with you, if you didn't know any better, you would think this was a real wood car until you stuck a magnet to it. Oh, yes. Yeah. But but definitely a cool car. And, 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 of course, you know, you had Chrysler with all their stuff. And Richard and Chad Mills, they even put it on the convertibles. They did their, the wood grain and all that. Even brought back, we yeah, joking about the K-Cars. Town and country, exactly. Exactly. I tell you what, man, I'm learning all kinds of crazy things over here. Richard, I see I see that, that head turning red. Like, I see numbers coming here before it's over with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all, right. Oh, no. all right. I don't know, I don't know if Richard was receiving a fax or if he's thinking or what. <laughs> this is... This is definitely not my uh, forte, that's for sure. We have stumped Richard. I, I, I don't think it's much mine either. All right, no, guys. Then, so, uh, so they came back from the war. Everybody All started right, hold home. your thought because oh. we got to go to break. Hold your thought. we got to run the break right quick, guys. Stay tuned. We're talking wagons through the years at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. What's happening, dude? Richard. Of course, we got Michael and Chris, our wagon gurus wagon in the studio. Guy. Wagon guys, I, f- I keep hearing that. Was that dog food? That wagon trails, dog food. Remember that wagon, <laughs> wagon, wagon. You, Richard remembers it. I hear that every time he says that. I'm thinking chuck wagon or something. Yeah, chuck wagon. There you go. Yeah. You see him pouring the gravy over the, the gravy. dog. Food. It might have been gravy, gravy. I just sorry, that's how my brain works. But we're talking wagons, and we we kind of left off in the early '50s when we're getting getting into the tin woodies. But now we had a little trivia. When was the last? Real wood used on a car. Yes, and that was in a 1953 Buick Roadmaster. Now, now, but keep in mind now, back in the day, a Roadmaster was virtually a custom car in the early 50s. This was, it was, I mean, a Roadmaster has always been top of the line, don't get me wrong, but that, in 1953, a Roadmaster... Your daddy owned something good. It was good. a very expensive Buick. It was, yeah. uh, it was the Cadillac of Buicks. The top yeah, of the line. You, you knew you arrived if you had a Roadmaster. <laughs> if you, I'm, I'm serious. It's like we don't have Roadmaster money. Right, right, right. But so we got, I was about to say, um, you know, we had the war. People came back, started having babies. And then the wagon market before the war was like, what, we were saying 3% of yeah, domestic? Yeah, very low. Yeah. And then it was like pushing by the end of the 50s, we're talking 30%. Like, it was growing like crazy. It was the thing to have for the kids. You know what? I would love to pull up, Richard. I want you to get some stats together for me. All right. All right. I'm just thinking about something. He said during the sick going into the 60s that the wagons were, like, growing 30% drug use in America. I want to see, like, I want to measure that with it. That's true. You can it put could a lot have of hippies. Some, it could have something to do with it. What were you trying to say? I don't know. We're trying to find the root of the evil. That's what I'm the trying to look for. Drug use increased, like we're talking in the late '60s, the '60s and the '70s. Right? Yeah, well, muscle car. That's the rise of the minivan craze, right? You, you what are you trying to say? No, no, not the minivan. The the, the shag car. Van. The muscle car. Yeah. You can put a lot of stoners in a Vista Cruiser. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think they kind of like those Volkswagen buses a little more than station wagons, but you know. It's kind of the same platform. Yeah, same idea. <laughs> so, but I mean, but now the thing that was really cool though is like, I mean, you got to think about the '50s and the mountains of chrome, and I mean these plush station wagons. Like, you know, and of course, the staple car for me, I'm a five, six, seven Chevrolet shoebox guy. And these cars, like you had your Nomad station wagons, and of course you had your one fifties and your two tens, and you know your utility station wagons back in the day. But like a Nomad, that's a plush vehicle. Like I mean, these things are loaded out, tons of chrome, you know, fancy. I mean, power, you could even have power windows, power door locks, all this stuff in your station wagon, Chevrolet, which was more of your economy brand in the fifties. And then of course you had your Buick station wagons, and and so on and so forth. You always build your Pontiacs and things like that. Um, 
and you know, going through the 50s and then into the 60s, I mean, these cars just kept getting bigger and bigger. And of course, mountains of chrome. And now we're kind of getting into the jet era of things, you know, with the cars, the pointed edges and, you know, everything's rocket this or whatever. But then we get into the 60s, which is kind of my wheelhouse a little bit, you know, with the muscle car stuff. And you actually seen performance wagons, even in the early 60s, before the muscle cars even were peeking their heads out. I mean, you had, you know, 392 Hemi, you know, powered station wagons and things like that. Or you would have, you know, just these big power plants, 413s, stuff like that, in the Chryslers. Yeah, you could get big Well, we're getting in the late 60s with 427s and things like that. But I'm staying, like, right here in the early 60s right now. And then, of course, 65, of course, you get a 327. And then late 65 to 396 in a station wagon. And I mean, and the thing that was really cool is, is a funny story with this. My grandfather actually used to be the service manager for Western Carolina Dodge, which would be right on 123, directly across from Greg Porter's shop, is where it used to be. And this was in the 60s. And what they would do is they would order Monaco station wagons in with Hemis in them, and they would sell them. And people would bring them back about 20,000 miles, drinking oil, running bad. And they would take them in and swap them for 383s, free replacement, to get those 426 motors to build for race motors. Oh. A little sneaky thing going on <laughs> there. But that's how they got good Hemis to build for the race teams. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But and that was in station wagons. But then you actually had performance station wagons. And, and I mean, you know, even you know in the mid-60s, you know, like, I'm going to go a little wagon crazy here before you start st- saying anything. I had to warn everybody. But they made a rare two-door station wagon in 64 and 65. Uh, it was a Chevelle station wagon. And, you know, there's a lot of those cars came with four speeds, 327s in them, things like that. And then even getting into the 60s, you know, of course, you know, through the Impala, you know, through the Impala years, the big bodies, the Kingswoods, like you were talking about. But now, and, and this is the thing. It was innovation, like the clamshell door. Yeah, clamshell uh, tailgate came out on like GM wagons, on full size GM wagons, came out and they were used from 1971 to 1976 model years. Well, and, and, and it was the largest wagon at GM ever. Now, produced. see, I, I think those years for wagons was the highlight because every family during that time had a wagon. Well, you know, they actually made a 70 Malibu station wagon, too. So it looked like a 70 Chevelle in the front, but a station wagon in the back. They sold a bunch of those too. They sold a bunch of like you know they they sold GM did a lot of you know you had your full sized wagons and you had your mid sized wagons. Your intermediates. Yeah. And you even and had they, Nova wagons. And then they had a Nova wagon from 1962 to 67. Mm-hmm. But when they did a re- redesign on Nova for 1968, they dropped a wagon. They just went with a you know just a intermediate two, and yeah, a large. Yeah, then they yeah then they. Uh, and then uh, they didn't do another small wagon until around 1971 when they came out the Vega. Right. Your little two-door Vega wagons. Yeah, which those those were crazy little crazy little cars in general. Just the Vega. Vega was uh, crazy. Uh, didn't uh, Ford have a Pinto wagon? Yes, too? they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. Ford had the Pinto wagon. I mean, well, you know, so you know, it's not even just American cars. You got to think about your import guys, Toyota. They had they had wagons in the early. Well, they had wagons in the 60s, yes, and you know. Yeah. That, and that, that was the thing. I mean, wagons, they sold. You got to think about it. There, were, there was no Explorers back then. Well, there were, but they were Explorer F100 trucks. They're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no SUVs. So, basically, there are no minivans. Yeah. Well, you had, uh, well, you did have, like, Jeep 
Wagoneers that came out in 1963. Yeah, and, but uh, and, but I mean that was but they they weren't the plush SUVs that people are used to now, or like the Wagoneers like from the Great Outdoors in the 80s with the wood yeah, grain. Yeah, no. by the 1980s, those Grand Wagoneers they became very luxurious and actually a lot of really high end. They actually had a lot of high income buyers, right? And they just share they share garage space with the Mercedes Benz or BMW or something like that. Exactly, but we're talking about those early ones. I mean these. Like you were a park ranger if you had yeah, one of those. Yes. You're an outdoorsman. Oh yes. You know that was like you know you had to be able to like camp in a tent to own that. Oh, and uh, coming full circles to our Studebaker wagon, in '59 uh, Studebaker started the Studebaker Lark wagon. So Lark, you know what? Actually, a, come to think about it, I think 59. I have seen a Lark station wagon. That was in '59. They started those. I just I just looked it up also uh, yeah and and like you said uh, in the early fifties they did uh, during the Hawk style um, they did make wagons and uh, they they weren't what I would call a pretty car but <laughs> they did make them. I'm gonna tell you something. Studebaker missed the mark several times. They weren't scared to make a move. I'll give them that. <laughs> That's true. It may not have been a right move, but they definitely made a move. And see, and this is where I get a little crazy because AMC they offered a Pacer wagon. Right. There was just a blown up back, but it was a two door. I, I, I think that's cheating the wagon term a little bit. How can you make a four door pacer wagon? You got one door already longer than the other. Was, <laughs> so like, so like one door is going to be longer, the other one's going to be shorter. I mean, how's that going to work? Pretty soon, the right side is going to be longer, and the car is going to look like it's going sideways. Yeah, it's going to be dog legging going down the road. Or so what? that's more of a cam back anyway, mm-hmm. more like a shooting brake. Yeah, yeah. that thing. It looks like it's bloated, you know? I think it's the best way to put it. It looks like a pregnant goldfish going down the road. But, no, I, I think the 70s was the highlight for the wagon well, era. It, it was, in a way, and then it was also the beginning of the end. I, I hate to say it. I mean, the wagon started to morph a little bit. You had, like, the AMC all-wheel drive, and then, and then like you said, when the time started to end for the wagon. Well, and, and you got to think about it, it was, a, it, was a, it was a bad time for, I mean, American cars in general, really. Yeah. Everything oh, yeah. was taking a downturn. Of course, the muscle cars. On. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, 72, that's about the line right there for <laughs> horsepower. Uh, I tell you what, we got another line coming up. Commercial. See, commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Every time, guys. Stay tuned. We're talking about the 70s and wagons here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. <laughs> 1063WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.